0: I never understand.
1: Oh, stop it. This is Tall Can Audio. Hello, everybody. Welcome inside an all-new edition of the Tall Can Audio podcast. In almost all certainty, the final... Versailles session from Europe. Matt Robinson here in the nation's capital. Lee Versailles just slightly north of another nation's capital, Lisbon, Portugal. What are you saying today, man?
0: Well, first of all, this I, I am right, right, voice, right? Lisbon
1: is the is the capital. <laughs>
0: um, I'd actually have to look it up. It's possible that Porto is mm, the yeah, capital
1: of yeah.
0: Portugal. Um, I will look it up right now. Now, Lisbon <laughs> is the biggest city. Yes. Of,
1: Much like Toronto and, and, is the capital and, and, of Canada.
0: <laughs> yeah, and don't ever say Toronto again. Like, it's Toronto. We know that. It's Toronto. Toronto. That's it. Um, Lisbon is the capital, so you're okay there. Nailed um, it. Yeah, Jeff, you were so sure. <laughs> yeah, I was, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as soon as I said one other, you're like, oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Could, um, could, be, could be that thing.
0: But the the, the certainty and the base in your voice mm-hmm. that had the final one in
1: in I said in almost Portugal all Europe. likelihood. Yeah. In
0: almost all mm-hmm. likelihood. Yeah. Um, yeah, these plane tickets booked, yeah. but uh, they can be canceled. You oh, know?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I like that. They can be canceled. Yeah. And, uh, one, make one check of the weather network while Lee is standing at the airport in Lisbon that says winter storm warning in effect for Ottawa. No, and he's heading anything. in any other direction. <laughs>
0: No, because look, and I I appreciate because I I told you before, and I actually mean this, that it's not like I want other people to suffer while I'm on – or like if I'm somewhere else and it's really nice. I don't want other people to be suffering. It's not a deal
1: breaker. You don't want it, but like it's not going to ruin your day over there.
0: (laughs) No, no. But I actually don't want people to like be suffering and be terrible. But you knew that while I was away, it was going to be unseasonably warm. (laughs) In, like, for a certain amount of time, and people like, I'm getting
1: board shorts and, and wife beaters over here today, buddy. It's, uh... Like,
0: <laughs> texts and emails from people going, Oh my god, it's shorts and flip flops and nine degrees <laughs> and blah 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 blah. And it's like, the second I get home, you know, oh yeah, that it's gonna be oh, minus yeah. 14, feels like minus 21 <laughs> with a storm warning, thunder, coming. snow, yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> and it's gonna last like winter. I've actually had this philosophy um, for a while that, yes, we have a calendar, but the calendar is wrong. And we just don't observe the new calendar, which is basically six to eight weeks kind of behind where we think that we are. So when we get to March and it's the middle of March and everyone expects it to get a little bit better, it's actually the beginning of February and it's going to be terrible. (laughs) Okay and we live in this world where it's like September, October, oh my God, it's so nice. yeah because it's still summer because we haven't changed the, the calendars <laughs> and winter runs into April and May and people get all upset in April and May and I just wish I could change their calendars for them
1: well but this I this, this sounds it, like a conspiracy theory lever like of of the highest magnitude that you've bought into um. And there were a pile of those circulating around the Super Bowl, which we'll get to in a couple of minutes because I want to ask you about that. But before we do, I want to hear about where you are now. Um, And you can take us through this in whatever order you want. I also want to hear the circumstances under which you watched the Super Bowl, whether you were able to find an establishment, whether you were – watching on your phone in the best Wi-Fi space in the hotel you might be at. Like uh, tell us where you are, tell us about uh, what you've stumbled across and then, and then we can get to how you watch the game.
0: Uh, all right. So currently in a little town North of Lisbon called Mafra. Okay. And have been here, unfortunately like incredibly just naive and stupid of me, but this is what, these are things that I do. It's like, hey, every day is just Saturday right now, which is great, and <laughs> nobody, nobody should feel bad. And like no, no. everyone's like, everyone's like, well, well, stop crying me a river. Oh, every day Saturday. But then you, you stop thinking about like days. Like you're just going on the next day. That's the proper day to go, and it doesn't need to be Friday or Saturday or Sunday. So I decided to have a travel day. On Super Bowl Sunday.
1: Super Bowl Saturday. <laughs>
0: and like, good idea. Sure. One of the yeah. only days here that it's rained all day. Like, <laughs> and I mean rain. Like last time I talked to you, it was hurricane. It still a- ended up happening. And um, this will be the storm
1: <laughs> system that follows your plane back to Ottawa yeah, and turns exactly. into snow when you arrive here.
0: <laughs> so, um, a little bit of a hectic. Kind of travel day, but the last time I talked to you, I was in uh, a beautiful town called Villanova de Milfont. Right, and that was kind of halfway between the sorry, did, did
1: you say de Milfont?
0: I said Villa. <laughs> yes. Nova. Yeah,
1: got that. De 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 Milfont. Milfont. Oh, <laughs> it's close enough, Lever. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it sure is. <laughs> it's close, close to what, Matthew?
1: Um, the... Tell you what, good listener, yeah. when you get home, don't do it at work. Don't do it at work. When you get home, Google Milf Hunt. Or don't, you know, that's your call. No,
0: Google Villanova de Milf Hunt. <laughs>
1: okay, you can Google two things and, and then get back to us as to which one was more fun to Google.
0: It was actually, you know, and I don't mean to get, like, serious, but, you uh, know, it was, it was nice. No, no, not serious, but, like, interesting that... Where I was after I talked to you, and I talked to that lovely couple, yeah, Cole
1: um, and Joanna, Ottawa famous. Cole and
0: jo- Joanna, they're very Ottawa famous. I went down, and I was like, "Who are these people? These like I don't need good looking, like really athletic, like people being around me on vacation. I don't, I don't need this." Um, <laughs> That's why you I like realized... hanging
1: out in this studio so much. No good looking, <laughs> fit people hanging around here.
0: You finally realized that there's a place that I could feel like at least I was an equal. At least I was an equal. And I got to hang around Matt Robinson. That's for right. Um, but I can tell you, I did not feel like an equal as the men's and women's canoe teams that are Olympic bound from the Netherlands, Poland, Germany, and Cuba, uh, of all places, were all in... Villanova de Milfont mm-hmm. in training uh, for the Olympics. Really? And Okay. To be able to first of all see them and then talk to them because ended up having dinner and this like you would have just crush this buffet like it, <laughs> it, it 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 was was the most magnificent buffet of all time because every station there was no actual um prepared food or very little prepared food it was all stations of hey do you want sushi cool I'm gonna make it fresh and it'll be ready in four minutes oh do you want steak or chicken or kebabs or veal or the meat station here's a little buzzer it'll be ready in six (laughs) minutes you want fresh pasta yeah I'm just gonna carve it up myself and like it was insane and man I'm at this I'm at this buffet I do not
1: love Milfont. you just love saying it.
0: I can't wait to get to Morgan Riley, but, um, so I sit down and like, we're having dinner and I'm hearing this, like guy, the guy's pretty loud. And I'm thinking, I can't see these people. And I know they are athletes that are in the, the, the place that reading, but I'm looking around and I, I'm not seeing these people and they hear this like loud voice. I'm like, this guy is not talking to his wife very nicely. I don't oh, know what no. language he's talking. I don't know what he's doing, but it just, but it's, it's aggressive. Too, yeah. It's too loud to like what, what's going on here. And you shouldn't be talking like this. And I actually got up. Well, of oh, course, to get Leaver's my like, third.
1: Get, oh, nope. no. Okay. <laughs> I,
0: I got, got up to get like my, my third piece of steak yep. that they were yeah. gonna freshly cook <laughs> off the grill.
1: When you um, go and you get your first one, you're like, you might have set that six minute buzzer, I'll be back in six minutes.
0: <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I had one piece of lamb veal. I went back there and I'm like, and this one and this one and this one. And she's like like she didn't understand. Like, you want you want all four? Yep. Yep. Hit me. C- certainly do. <laughs> I got I'm gonna have meat sweats and I don't care. <laughs> um but when i got up i realized at that point like it all made sense i had seen these people they looked like athletes none of them were really wearing any like paraphernalia but they just you knew that this was not a bunch of friends hanging out at a hotel right and
1: this was a traveling team of some kind and and on
0: and the loud voice was the coach talking to a one of his canoeists is that what you call them canoeers canoeists
1: i think more likely canoeers than canoeists but either way
0: <laughs> like you've never made up words it's my thing Matt. i make words <laughs> up okay so anyway he, and the whole diagram was out and it was like the student and the teacher right. and the student was just like nodding along yeah and he's yelling and he's like screw on the piece of paper and whatever they did at practice that day. I don't think that person was
1: not good do. enough. yeah was not good
0: enough. They didn't travel all the way, you know, from Poland to <sighs> Villanova. To I've
1: never seen for, the, for, the Polish, for, the Polish rolling team. I'm not sure I've, I've ever seen them before.
0: <laughs> well, I have. I
1: yeah. I, I, the I'm the getting day. that. Yeah. yeah. You, you just ran right into them. This is the yeah. perfect opportunity because I forgot to do my job off the top of the show here. League, as, as you know, I'm not Legit. very good at this. I'm drinking no. a beer over here. Why do you
0: think I hang out with
1: you? Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah a place for you to look superior, and, and I get that. This is uh, this is from the Sleeping Giant Brewing Company up okay. in Thunder Bay, Ontario. And I bring it up, and I love the story you're telling right now, because this beer is called Mr. Canoe Head. Uh, Come on! <laughs> it is. It is. Uh, it's their red coming in at 5.1%. They said it is a traditional red, but with a little more, uh, you know, that's maybe a little more floral or a little lot more flavor to it than than just your traditional red. So I'll check that out. Before I let you get back to your story, are you, uh, I don't know, the, the beer selections have kind of been all over the map while you've been over there. So I'm t- a lot of these places more into their wines and stuff, but uh, are you sipping on anything today? or
0: uh... More into their wines. I went into a grocery store today that was like... Single-handedly, the biggest grocery store I've ever been in. So I don't care. Like, take real superstore, take whatever independent Loblaws you you want to find, and add six of them together, and it wouldn't be big bigger than the one I was in. <laughs> I think a third of the store was wine.
1: Nice. Like, eh? like I, I
0: I literally couldn't believe it when I turned the <laughs> corner. I'm like, who would if you liked wine, who would ever leave this place? Well, There's if you like,
1: liked wine, where would you even start, right? Like you're talking about a Walmart-sized beer store for you and I. Like, okay, I'm I'm amazed, but now what? Like, <laughs> where? what no, and,
0: and every wine is like two, three, four dollars, and then my favorite is well, let's get a more expensive one. Let's get something that's <laughs> nine dollars. Really- Whoa. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's not even joking. Like you yeah. don't go into the double digits. It's like nine dollars, but then all the nine-dollar ones half of them are on sale to for 439 like they're 9.99 <laughs> $9, but nope oh, 60 on sale <laughs> yeah 439 like right. what how do you even start to pick what and they have every region so like you know when you go into the lcbo and in the wine section you know they have the italy section and yep. the portugal and they are california the, yeah this one is like it would be like walking into Ottawa and they have the Nepean one and the Kanata one and the Stittsville one. And like but and it just goes on and on and on. Stittsville, like
1: big uh, into their wineries.
0: Oh they're <laughs> uh, they're actually yeah, there's some good breweries in Stittsville. Oh
1: breweries, uh, yes, wineries not so much, I'm not sure. No,
0: <laughs> I know, but my whole point is that there's some yeah. good good breweries in Stittsville, yeah. some some not so much. Okay. Um yeah.
1: You can say that so, from the distance of of an ocean away.
0: I know I'm coming back.
1: I know. Like, soon. Um, Angry Stutzville brewers waiting uh, at your gate.
0: <laughs> but which ones? Which yeah. Ones are uh, about, right? Maybe all of them.
1: They yeah. want an answer.
0: I'll give it to them. Okay. You line them up. Yeah. I'll, I'll okay. give it to them and I'll tell them what's wrong with every single one of them.
1: I know you will. Okay? I know. You yeah.
0: Will. No, I, I will. I will. Yeah. Uh, but I'll also tell you all the good things about sure. the good ones, which I think is fair. Uh, yeah. The, the whole point is that, Walked in and I didn't really have, like, the beer section was very small compared to how big the wine section was. But I did find um, the uh, Sagres Bohemia,
1: okay, which is
0: kind of like their...
1: Bohemian Pilsner?
0: Um, yeah, it's like a, a, a collective one or, or, you know, a craft one that they don't always have out. Uh, again, it's a bit, uh, it's a red... It's got it's it's malty, it's got a little caramel flavor. Mm-hmm. Um so I am having a Sagras Bohemia.
1: Nice, okay. As
0: as we speak. So we both somehow were canoeing and then we're both having a red beer yep. and I, we didn't talk about this before. No,
1: I was but, blown away uh, as you started into your story. I was like, Oh my God.
0: <laughs> yeah. So th- th- there you go. Yeah. But before we actually talk about real things, I just want yeah, to, cause we
1: haven't got market. out of milf hunt yet. You're no. still at the table down there. And <laughs> yeah, no, so, so
0: drove to, uh, Mafra and on the way stopped at, uh god knows another mall oh <laughs> my god um like it's just insane but i can find my way around malls and be happy and for a couple hours like i i'm not mr sour pants
1: like sitting in the mall going okay we've been huh. here for 20 minutes save yeah. that for the microphone
0: <laughs> you need to have it somewhere yeah <laughs> uh, why have it be in a mall where right. nobody cares right. okay um However, got to Mafra and was here about 45 minutes and the person who owns Airbnb, they're over. and um, The woman's kind of taken us through what's going on and the husband's here and there's a little pool area and he's tidying up the pool area. And all of a sudden like the neighbor comes across, and they clearly know the neighbor because he's looking after this fruit tree in the back, like it's his own. And like the three of them are there and, I, I guess they they're very close with the neighbor,
1: right?
0: Well, number one, there is a in Portugal there is a um, carnival season, and some of their carnivals that they have here are, I would say, as or more important than like Halloween, mm. um, and it's it's one of their it's kind of bringing winter to an end, you know, 17 degrees and sunny winter, but it has to come to an end at some point. Right. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Like, but it's very, um, and you know what it's like too. You've seen all the, like the huge, huge carnival in Brazil in Rio, which, you know, attracts people from around the world Mm -hmm. where, you know, these ones aren't quite the same, but they are close. Like, and when i there there's a town not far from here called um uh, Lule and there's another town um that hosts these these carnivals where you know the the town's probably fifty thousand people and seventy five thousand people show up wow so i didn't I didn't know this and in Mafra we're fairly close to um one of these towns that, that, that host. So so he comes across and... Um, the neighbor. Yeah, you know, he yeah, speaks not one word of English. And he's talking like I understand <laughs> every word. And I'm nodding my head going, yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. And it's like the scene like, in Billy Madison. Slow yes. down. <laughs> Slow, like... you <laughs> conversation.
0: Slow
1: down. Ecoute jamais à parler Oh
0: please do not do that. Come on, I swear. Just hang in there one second. Please God give me the answer. And this look, he's a, uh an older man and um like I don't know probably late sixties I would say, maybe even early seventies. And he's, he's talking away about what, I don't even know what he's talking about, um, but I, I notice he's got like you know he's got a little bit of makeup on, um, he's got some like eyeliner on, uh, all of his his fingernails are like a bright red okay paint painted red and you know and I'm, I, whatever like I, I don't care what, what what people do or yeah but like. And then his his wife comes over, and I'm like, "Okay, like what's?
1: Why's your husband what's going wearing makeup?
0: On? Yeah, like, well, just tell me what's going on." Yeah. And then I had to kind of be explained that this particular carnival, um, all of the men dress up as women. And they go to the carnival dressed as women. And now, because I figured this out, now it's like, Damn, oh my God. Damn, woke
1: Portugal no, and nerves No, yeah, but that's...
0: he... he they're, they're all laughing at me because they thought I already knew this. Mm. And the fact that I didn't know this, now they're laughing hysterically. They're showing me pictures of, of him, like, the night before. Right, night he before thinks that. you understand
1: why he's dressed that way. And now the two yes. of you are in this awkward whatever. That, yes. Yeah.
0: And now he finally realizes that i didn't understand and he's just laughing hysterically and he understands the
1: absurdity of it now and yeah yeah.
0: and so he's going going through the pictures and showing me all the pictures and every night's till 5 a.m and then he says come on over like come on over so he brings me over to his house which is like right across the street like i'm talking 50 feet and and he goes he got it in portuguese but uh, we google translate enough on our phones to right. be able to go. These are my homemade liqueurs. Okay. <laughs> right? I've been at this place for forty-five minutes, yeah. and I only really know that his name's Jose. Yeah. And I don't know anything else about him and Jose. his wife Maria. Yeah. Like it's Jose and Maria, and that's all I know. All of a sudden, I'm drinking raspberry homemade alcohol. <laughs> might might be the greatest thing I've ever had okay so he, he pours me a like you know a, it, it's like a little cappuccino glass but it, it's more than I would say it's probably two shots okay okay so he hands me this and he's like yeah let's, let's do it what do you think what do you think I think it's awesome Jose yeah. um, do, you have, do you have any more oh no wait a minute wait a minute and he brings out the strawberry one okay fills up the glass how do you like that one? It takes a 10 minutes to Google translate this yeah, like, back and forth. But how do you like that one? I'm like, I think I like it even better. I'm not even a big strawberry. I love raspberry and I don't love strawberry, but this liqueur was incredible. And then he was like, okay, wait, wait a minute. Goes goes in the house and he brings out the third one. This honey lemon.
1: So yeah, sugary. This alcohol. everything about this knowing your craft beer takes and what this guy's serving you over there. I'm like, this is Lee's night. Like Lee's having a great time here. Yeah, it's like just again, trying some crazy okay. experimental it's, shit.
0: It's four. It's four o'clock in the afternoon.
1: <laughs> I'll um, be in bed by seven thirty p.m. I'm not
0: sure that the car is even unpacked. Right. <laughs> I got to I got and I am leading to this. Like I got to stay up until like. Oh shit! God- it's Super Bowl four, Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four, <laughs> four goddamn in the morning. Okay. So he pours me one of the honey lemon thing, and it's even better than the other two. And he Google translates, he says, which one do you like more? I'll pour you another glass. Right. And he like makes me do this, and I don't want to be rude. Right. No, like no, he's being so he's being so nice about this. Right. So I'm like, I guess the honey lemon, because it's incredible. Right. So he pours it to me. So I've had like eight shots now. <laughs> In in ten minutes, okay, and it's five o'clock in the after four forty yeah, five, five yeah. o'clock in the afternoon, and
1: it got a midnight this, kickoff coming. Or... Yeah, and the Super
0: Bowl is starting at eleven forty five p.m. or whatever eleven eleven thirty or whatever it was. Yeah. All I know is that when Usher finished, I looked at the yeah. clock. It's it's ten three. Yeah. was that your best? Yeah. Was that your best? La night, Stone Cold, Steve Austin, or Usher? It, by it the was way?
1: more. It was more of a shot at Usher, but I didn't really bring it in any intensity on any level. Yeah.
0: yeah. Okay. Um, all I'm thinking is like it's 10-3, it's two a.m.
1: <laughs> this game stinks.
0: I had, I had eight shots. <laughs> 17 hours ago and i've been nursing beers to try and get through this this night um which i i got through but um yesterday would have been monday uh yesterday not a productive day. no, no. not a not a productive day um
1: did your neighbor you know, come pro- see you again or uh
0: no, no. I, I kind of avoided because today is the last day of the festival. Okay, and so, um, uh, well, he's invited like us over for dinner. Like, I, I got another at least night of this coming with Jose, which yeah. I'm really looking forward. To. Yeah, of course. But, but I, I can't do this every day, and I don't need to go. He wanted me to go to the festival with him, and I'm like, I, I just can't. Yeah. Like, the Super Bowl's on, and um, like I'm, I'm I'm doing this stuff, and I just can't. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to get home at 5. I said, well, good. I'll set my alarm for 6, and I'll come and knock on your door. Like, <laughs> and I had to Google Translate, and it took so long for the joke to go over. And yeah. his wife laughed, but it took like five minutes for me to get the joke over. And it was like, okay, this has been lost in transit. Right, uh, Real Real, Real um, good lead up there to how long it took me to even start. I watched... Two movies and a television show before the Super Bowl started. Nursing beers, <laughs> just buzzing uh, but hard. But here, <laughs> but here at the Airbnb, because I didn't want to take a chance, I was able to get a stream.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, not take a chance that uh, Mafra, not the biggest town in the world. I don't know that the bars would be staying open till right. three or four in the morning. Uh, to show the Super Bowl, yeah, like in
1: downtown Lisbon, no doubt, somewhere had a yes. thing because there's enough yes. people interested. But yeah, in in a suburb somewhere, probably not, right? Like,
0: yeah, exactly. So, um, got my. I think I sent you a picture of my uh, chili Doritos, not not sweet chili heat, no, nope. but just chili <laughs> Doritos. They're awesome, by the way.
1: Okay, um, some of them and- in your bag coming home, or maybe
0: if you think no no if you think by the way like with luggage and how much it costs to travel (laughs) anyone anyone that ever comes over to portugal here's just a little bit of advice and you don't need to listen to me ever in your life but if you do this might be one of the things to listen to if you ever come here for more than like a week or two we would only have to bring carry on to begin with if you come for a month if you come for two months if you come for three months (laughs) bring carry on and do not bring anything else Hmm. it is so so cheap to go and buy t-shirts socks jeans like Golf shirts, short, whatever it is you need. Right, so
1: bring I carry on you, and then have luggage to bring all your shit home.
0: I promise you. No, you could leave it. Like I honestly oh. think you could. You
1: oh, just could come, come and here, buy a wardrobe when you get here. B- buy a wardrobe,
0: it. <laughs> and it will cost you less than actually bringing your luggage over and bringing it back. I'm not kidding you. I, it's it's going to cost me. Um, so you care? Are out. you currently
1: wearing a T-shirt of like a Portuguese handball team that you have no idea whether they're any good? Or no, no, up. Matt.
0: I'm giving this advice because I didn't do it, right? Okay, because I'm stupid enough to not have done it and brought a piece of luggage that costs me $75 to bring over, <laughs> and it's going to cost me 92 to bring it back. And if you think I have one spare inch, if anyone thinks they're getting gifts when I get home, no chance.
1: I didn't even like, suggest you were bringing me the Chili Doritos. I just thought you yeah, might no, have smuggled saying, some home for yourself. No,
0: I, I know, but what I'm telling they don't
1: you weigh is anything.
0: I actually have to – I've bought stuff here.
1: Like, the, the, the
0: stuff is so cheap and that I really like that I have to leave stuff here that – I am I'm, I'm not even kidding you. We're getting um a box and we are going to drive it to a a donation oh, center. Okay. No, like a donation I thought you were center. No, they're going to ship it home. <laughs> no, no. And and we're le- like it's like okay, what don't you wear? Are right. you wo- right? Stuff stuff that I have worn once or haven't worn on the trip. It's gone. Cuz I don't have my room Vince to McMahon bring t-shirts
1: have to be donated in Portugal or <laughs> They'll be less judged.
0: I'm very, very proud to say I've never had a Vince Man t-shirt no. in my life. No, um, but you know what I mean. Like I, do. I, I don't, I don't have a spare inch to come back. Right. And when I get asked to put something in my bag because somebody else doesn't have room, <laughs> um, hard no, okay, hard no. <laughs> um, anyway, leads us up to the Super Bowl. Yeah, and, uh, I did kind of sit here and watch a stream and and nurse a couple beers and eat some doritos and and watch the super bowl. Well,
1: as you said, leading up to halftime, man, a dud. Like oh. just uninteresting. Um now here at the time we had just had like had some family in town and um that came to visit and so we you know had just kind of a little thing, as much about the appetizers as it was about the game. Nobody, uh, none of them huge, and neither am I, uh, huge 49ers or Chiefs fans, but I'm a bigger football fan than anyone else that was here. But we had the game on, but the first half was as much about the food, right? And um, yeah. and we didn't miss anything. Like It was a bad first half. Uh, I don't know what you thought, man. I don't know if you saw today. The ratings, though, yep. v- Smashed records and we can talk about the game in a second we can talk about the second half in a second these ratings peaked between you know in the time that everyone assumed the halftime show would be going on um you and i've talked about this before the halftime show is not for guys like you and i because they already know they have us we're going to watch the game so you go and you find an artist or an act that will bring in people who might not otherwise be watching the game and i, w- yep. I when they announced usher i kind of went uh, I guess, like, this is the halftime show that I was least looking forward to at all. Like, I I thought Rihanna was great. I thought Shakira and JLo were great. I thought Katy Perry a few years ago was great. I thought the Eminem, Dre, you know, I thought that one was great. Like, whether they're for me or not, I can still appreciate them for what they are. And I looked at Usher, and I kind of went, I don't know if this is going to make the dent they want it to. And it it smashed again, the records. Right, Like, it was already the most viewed Super Bowl ever and the halftime show took it over the top. Uh, just, it's the Taylor Swift thing is obviously a big part of it. Uh, Usher obviously did what he was supposed to do and and brought in an audience again. What did you make just sort of, of the announcement that this was, I think it averaged 119 million, peaked at like 129 million around the halftime show, like the most watched Super Bowl ever. Did those numbers surprise you at all?
0: Uh, I, I wish I could say the... And I'm no expert for sure, Um, and I'm not trying to be. I've just seen this story before, and I also think it a little bit. And I know we kind of got, baby, we got deep into. You know, you're so loud in my ear. It's like, and I backed off the mic just for you. (laughs) Trying to be no, but people don't understand in media, especially in radio and TV. Like that, when there are people in your ear. When people are watching or listening, right they don't ear. care that somebody's in your ear. Yeah. They want you to keep talking and form <laughs> sentences that they understand. <laughs> and I try really hard, like in radio, when there's an echo in your ear and you're hearing your yeah. own voice back. And Lee's just dealing with Matt keep,
1: singing Taylor Swift right in his headphones while he's keep trying talking, to talk.
0: <laughs> and people in TV, with the producer's yelling at them, they have to come across like nobody is talking to them and they are right with you, the <laughs> viewer or the listener. And I try and do that, but... God damn it. You make it hard sometimes yeah, to do, but 100%, that's okay. hundred percent. Yeah.
1: Um, I I'm not doing a pro thing. broadcast, man. I'm trying to have a laugh or two here. It's, uh,
0: I, I know. Yeah. Um, So the answer is no, it doesn't surprise me. But that's not because I'm an expert. That is because I do find the discussion that I love Andy Sutton. (laughs) Uh, Nothing to do about his play, but uh, I love, you know, when he does stuff like that, people were surprised. (laughs) Andy, this is the first and last good thing you did in Ottawa. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Um,
1: I'm going to let you talk now.
0: (laughs) Does somebody ever let – does somebody ever go up to people when you're like, you're just not very good, Andy? Like – Do something else. Give us a quote that we'll remember you by.
1: There are so many people who have no idea what we're talking about right now. It was a throwaway comment, what, like eight years ago, maybe? Andy Sutton um was interviewed and he's oh you're an expert and so the, the you're an expert clip lives on in infamy
0: well he kept you know, you're an, expert, you're so you're an, an oh, expert so you're an
1: expert so you're an yeah, expert
0: yeah. and I, I just wish to god i had been in the scrum to go yes andy I i'm am. an expert yeah. you're not you're the sixth defenseman <laughs> right. i'm the best reporter in the scrum yes i am Love an that. expert
1: yes okay yep
0: i wish i had been there um i, I was not there <laughs>
1: Where, where was we were I? talking about the ratings, and I, to tee you back Kay. up, I would say I was surprised only in the sense that cable is supposed to be dying, right? Right. The, the, so, in theory, previous Super Bowls had an advantage because more homes still had cable. But with everything that went into this one, right, you have a huge market like San Francisco, a traditional market. The Kansas City Chiefs are the current you know, attempted dynasty, maybe already a dynasty. Maybe you have some comments on that and a bit. Plus you have the Taylor thing. Plus you have Usher as the halftime show that I clearly was underestimating. I, I'm not surprised it did really well. I'm surprised it was able to grab the record just because of the declining number of homes that still have cable.
0: And I think that's a really fair point, but the thing I wanted to start with was our discussion in our last episode, kind of about where media is going and, because you're right, there's a decline here and a decline there, and people are losing their cable and everything else. But you know what the Super Bowl and some big events have that you're seeing? You're seeing in an age where nobody watches live TV anymore, the live TV moments that are big enough to attract an audience are actually going to have an advantage to me in the future because there's no middle ground anymore. It's either you're not interested and you don't have cable and all of that stuff. Even if you're one of those people, you're streaming the Super Bowl because you know how big of an event it is. Yeah, I actually got, because of the stream that I was on over here, I mean, I was lucky. I got all the the US commercials. And <laughs> I, I I was really fortunate. I had the first half to go take a, uh, a pee like during the plays because I didn't want to miss the commercials they were awesome um, the first uh, it, half was so boring but,
1: but to your point I I had to send uh, at a FaceTime call as kickoff is approaching and I'm like really like right now we couldn't have set this up earlier but it's from my niece who I'm never going to say no to she FaceTimes me and she's into the Taylor story right she's not a huge Swifty but she knows this is the biggest thing going all my friends are going to be talking about it at school tomorrow and she yeah. wants to watch the game And my sister and uh, my brother-in-law, who I talk about all the time on the show, not particularly nicely most of the time, um, they don't have cable. And obviously, they they also just aren't sports people at all. So I said, you know what? Download the TSN app. Call me. I'll give you my login and uh, so my sister and my my niece can watch it. It's my brother-in-law who takes, after my niece makes the call, takes the device. That was smart planning. He knew I'd answer her. Um, (laughs) And... Now I'm giving my login, and as I'm giving it, I'm like, this password I'm giving this guy, what else is it tied to in my life? It's not my banking, is it? It's not my, uh, you know, like, what else else am I giving away right now? Luckily, it was was fine, but my sister did end up watching the whole game, and my niece watched as much as she could have. She's only 11. It was a school night. She didn't see the whole thing, Uh, although she did have me place some bets for her. Um, God loves her. Right, and... Those are two people, though. That's a household that have never cared about the Super Bowl before. Maybe if they were somewhere else and it was on in the background, fine. But they, in their house, would have never gone out of their way to right. add that stream. And that was, you know, the Taylor effect. The It's big enough news that, yeah, we're going to watch this year.
0: I think when there are big sporting moments, like you saw the World Cup final, right? And Messi's in it. And can Messi finally do it? I think people that don't give a crap about soccer or sports or anything, they still know who Lyle Messi is. And they still have been told that this is one of the biggest events. Mm -hmm. And if you, if you don't watch it, I don't care if you have cable or not, if you don't watch it, you're going to be missing out on one of the biggest stories and everything that, as you said, all your friends are talking about, which is why I think these, these, I don't call them big events. I'm like talking about the the super massive events: the Super Bowl, the World Cup, the the Rugby World Cup, the like
1: the Grammys, the, the royal weddings, like, like these things yes, that used to, things, to be spread all over the place. Now we're all talking about the same thing on Twitter. I better watch it, or you know, it's a
0: hundred percent. Like if I want to even be involved in social media on that day, I have to know what's going on. With super this is Bowl the thing we're doing today. Yeah, ev- everything that's going on. So I actually think. The massive, massive events have an advantage in this day and age because nobody wants to be left behind on mm-hmm. the story, even when they don't know really what the story is. And you also said it, too. Um, so I watched the halftime show on you know my iPad, um, I, not surround sound sure. and not like, in fact, my my iPad screen is cracked uh, in, in a few places. Um, so it's, so it's from watching that,
1: Cowboys <laughs> games.
0: <laughs> I wish I could say more than one game, but yeah, um, in the playoffs. But yeah. Anyway, the, the whole point is like, I didn't watch it on this like grand. No, like place. I thought I'm not an Usher fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not, uh, I'm not actually like a, a super fan of any of the artists that were there. Uh, I probably have the most respect for Alicia Keys, hundred um, percent, and what what her career, what she is all about. I just have the utmost well, just, respect for as a vocalist, but,
1: man, just unbelievable. Yeah,
0: oh, just insane. Yeah, um, but it's not like, and even when I say that, I don't have. 20 songs from Alicia no. Keys downloaded on my right on um, uh, you know on my iPhone so that I could listen to her but I know how good she is I have infinite respect for sure. her um I have infinite respect for all of the artists it's just that I'm not into it but when I saw the show and I'm as you said my reaction was that was an okay halftime mm-hmm. like it, it was just okay yeah but I also knew while I was watching it oh there's Alicia Keys right oh there's, there's Lil little jo- There's there's Ludacris. There's Lil Jon. There's all of the it's always Usher featuring somebody right? in in his songs. And he did and they did a marvelous job at tying all of those things into imagine being, um, well, I was going to say younger than me, but a lot of people (laughs) are. Um, But I know like even people I worked with that were, you know, say five or 10 years younger. How much they love things like, or people like Ludacris uh-huh. or, um, or or Usher, Lil' John, whatever.
1: The best um, tweet done. I saw was like the first three notes of Yeah by Usher are like the note that activates the sleeper cell millennial that's still alive in you, right? Like, oh, I'm a. Heard- You're like, yeah, 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 I remember when I was young and fun and did some things. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Barely, but, vaguely, but yeah, but, but I, if, I remember. But if, but
0: if you think about the cross-section of the people that you're talking about from, your niece is how old again? 11. 11. So from an 11-year-old to her parents that are not sports fans right? to to music fans that don't give one crap about sports but might be Taylor Swift fans, sure. or might might be Usher fans, or mm-hmm. might be Ludacris fans, or Alicia Keys, or whatever. They they had so many different people that you could tie into a non football fan. Yeah, that I the number doesn't surprise me, and I've had the theory for a long time that the the middle ground of of television shows and events are not going to get nearly. The ratings, and then we're seeing all these, you know, layoffs, and I heard about more layoffs today, and yeah. um, and I'm really sad and, and sorry to. No, take a second those. here,
1: man. It's important.
0: It is. Um, look, uh, you know, Stuntman Stu and Angie and Janelle, their producer
1: over at Move, yeah, there
0: over at Move, like. For folks that don't know, I think sometimes people can be what a little bit different than what you think that they are because of how they're portrayed through either the media or they want people to think of a certain way of themselves. And look, stuntman Stu is a guy that um, he's got a lot of charisma and he's got a lot of, he puts himself out there in all situations and sometimes he's really great and sometimes he's terrible, but, <laughs> and I actually t- tell him about all the ones he's terrible and never tell him about the ones he's great. Cause he's, you know, it's like a 50, 50 thing with him, but, um, it's, it- it's not easy to do that day in, day out. And then all the struggles and, um, um how much he and his family have gone through and yeah, with his health, him- and for him they have no idea no idea sometimes how what he's like behind the scenes um caring helping other people
1: well and like what he went through with his health is one thing and he was he's a fucking warrior but to let everyone come with him right to to see that this can be done this can be conquered you can do this to let everyone else in on the hardest part of your life man the 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 bravery there, the courage there, is unbelievable, right? And, and that guy in this market, especially, the respect is is unending for what Stu Schwartz has done. Like,
0: but he was so out in front of the public eye that I think sometimes people had a tough time seeing what he was like behind, right, behind that. And you know, that's you know his fault because he loves the spotlight so much, but. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it kind of is like, he does love the spotlight, but, but he also is a great human being behind and you just don't get to see that very often, literally, unless you're around him day after day after day, because he almost doesn't let you. He's so, he's, I'm seeing this event and then he's doing this and he's doing that. And like, he just does so much. He doesn't really let a lot of people see the private life and what he's like day to day. And, um, He's an incredible human being. He helps everyone he can. He takes a lot of crap from people still and, and does every day. And um, I, I could, all I know is that Ottawa and, you know, beyond the scope of the city, but the city itself has been so much richer because Stu Schwartz has been a part of it. Yeah. And he's been a part of it on different radio stations, mm-hmm. both AM and FM.
1: Our buddy and- JR has often said that he was part of a trade for Stu Schwartz between stations here in Ottawa. Like they are.
0: Uh, um, imagine being part of a trade with Stu and thinking that the team that got you won. That's how JR, <laughs> that's how JR felt. Like uh, imagine that. Like I just got traded and – and the team my team won. Traded, Yeah. <laughs> yeah like that i went to they
1: won the trade like what um well so love and, and to love to stewart Schwartz do Stu, yeah. and the, and the whole morning show team there at uh, that a move that uh, yeah was announced on tuesday have are the most recent ones let go as we lighten things back up man and into the second half this is goes back to what you and i talked about two or three weeks ago going into that ravens game that until what? someone shows you that they can pound the stake through the heart of the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, it's yep. not over. And at 10-3, it was never over. One major down, this is still a very much... A, it's, it's been a boring game, but it could still pick up. It could still get interesting. And it did, man. What do you make of the second half and, and overtime and the way this all played out?
0: Well, what I made is that I can't even... like. No matter how much you tell people what how much coaching and experience matters Mm. it you just need to watch people that have confidence that have been there before that understand the situation and then people that have been there before that don't know what to do when the situation gets a little bit much and honestly it felt to me, especially near the end and an overtime, man, did it feel like Kyle Shanahan mm-hmm. did not, he, he was not in control of a situation like a champion coach should be. Do you know what I mean? Like, I do. Yeah. He, so, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, as you said, they're really good players, or really good coach, really good player. They could be beaten. And they actually, they should have been beaten.
1: But they won't be rattled.
0: No. They should have been beaten in this game. Mm -hmm. And they weren't because, to me, the coach of the other team throws up again. And I just, he just, he, he didn't look ready and he looked scared. He looked frightened of the situation. And he coached to me like he was frightened of the situation. And when you have other people on the other side that just aren't afraid, and they they have the confidence that they've been there before, and as you said, they're not going to be rattled. They might not win, right. but they're not, they're not going to be rattled. No. You have to match that or overcome that for you to beat that team. And John Harbaugh and Lamar Jackson, they didn't have that. Right. Carl Shanahan and the rest of the 49, they didn't have that either. And I mean, it's the 49ers should have won. Am I happy that the actual, the 49ers have a bigger Super Bowl drought than the Dallas Cowboys still, by the way, Scott <laughs> MacArthur, You punk ass that think, likes to talk a lot about your San Francisco goddamn 49ers that actually haven't won the Super Bowl in a longer period of time than the Dallas Cowboys and a whole lot of other teams because they're actually not very good. And the fact that I <laughs> fell into the trap that thinking that they were good because Kyle goddamn Shanahan's leading them, I should have thought. I should have thought, Scott. You know what? They're actually who we thought that they were, Dennis Green. Yeah. And the fact that the Kansas if you want to City crown Chiefs, their asses. The Kansas City Chiefs have taken the Forty Nine ers out twice, and the Eagles out, and all of these teams. They even, the Kansas City Chiefs are my second favorite goddamn team in the NFL, and I actually don't even like them, but they're my <laughs> second favorite team because they've beaten your punk ass 49ers who as much as the enemy of
1: my enemy is my friend
0: (laughs) you want to crap on Dak prescott and you want to crap on mike mccarthy for not getting it done when it counts look in the goddamn mirror at your head coach look at him (laughs) and see if that man can actually get the job done because he's been there multiple times and he's froze up More than Frosty the Snowman and Matt in a big situation, (laughs) Robinson, in any big situation that he's ever been in, okay? I am fired up. I'm taking
1: shrapnel over here. This is I don't don't even know what I I did.
0: You got got caught in crossfire there. (laughs) I apologize. I apologize, Matthew. (laughs) I got a little carried away. But the whole point is that every time a goddamn 49ers fan or an Eagles fan or any team that thinks that they're better than the Cowboys or anybody else for that matter. You're not Andy Reid. You're not Kansas City. And Kansas City is the new New England. And there's Kansas City and there's nobody else. Okay. There's not San Francisco. There's not Philadelphia. There's not Baltimore. There's not Buffalo. There's not Miami. I, I don't. There's not Cincinnati. There's nobody else. Yeah. There's Kansas City and then nobody. And then the rest of the group. So we're we're
1: talking about overtime here, right? Or, is there, or did you think Cheyenne had already been mismanaging the game before? Because like, all the talk is that he didn't even understand the overtime rules. What are you doing going first? You, you have to pick to go second. Why don't you want to let them go first, see what they do, and then know what you have to do? You would never pick to go first in these new rules, and that's what they did. It's a brutal decision, man. Unforgivable that you don't understand the new rules here.
0: Well... I I never understand. Well, and I've told you about the whole coin flip thing. I'm so
1: isolating that I never understand, but that's going to be a thing on this show.
0: (laughs) It's going to be good to have you back here, buddy. I I fear if I talk again, (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to... Like there was one time where I said I really didn't like the Dallas Stars and the Dallas Stars sucked and and they took it and they removed <laughs> stars and like it, it 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 sucked for a long time. Um, so yeah, I get it. Uh, I don't understand why teams elect to have the ball first in, in the in a football game to begin with. Um, when you can have the ball at the beginning of the second half, knowing that you're going to have more possessions than the other team, no matter what the score is at halftime. And this Um, is
1: a cross sport thing, right? Like when we talk about hockey in the shootout, I want to go first. I want to put the pressure on you, right? But now in football where there's a variation and did you put up three points? Did you put up six? Did you put up eight, seven? Like I want to know what you did before I get the ball. It's just a different world. I do understand in some sports, it makes sense. You you might maybe you won't be correct, but there is an argument to be made for going first if it's just one for one back and forth, right? Um, so I do understand that that's not what this was. You you have to defer. You have to let them go first, see what happens, so you know what you have to do in the second possession.
0: Yeah, and I guess look, I, I don't like the decision either. I'm not trying to defend him. I, I'm clearly I, I'm not at all. Uh but if you want to tell me that that's what's best for your team because you know your team and that you feel like you you're instilling confidence in them to go out and score, so that the pressure is going to be clearly on the other team having to score a major.
1: It feels to uh, me like rewriting history. He just didn't know what he was doing.
0: Yeah. No. I, I, listen. I agree. Yeah. If you if if you want to if you want to tell me that. I'm not in your locker room and I guess I can't argue it, but I can argue the theory of it sure. um, without knowing you and your team. It's right. like, oh, we're the Lions. We go for it on every fourth down. Well, you, <laughs> y- yeah, you lost because you go for it on every fourth down and you weren't smart about it. But, um, again, when coaches tell you that, there's nothing that you or I or anybody else can say because we're not in the locker room. Yeah. If, if that's what everybody on their team wanted, and they had discussed that, you would hope that at some point in the two weeks of preparation, this topic might have come up. Right, that, like, hey, if we go to overtime, what what do you think about going first? What do you think about yeah. not like all basic the, game like, prep? Yes, these are like basic basic things that would have been talked about in two weeks of preparation for a football game the biggest football game that you'll play yeah so i'm guessing that they went through it during the weeks and thought that this was the best way to go um oops i yeah, i don't agree but anyway it's um, where i thought this the san francisco 49ers blew the game is that they had kansas city on their heels doing jack squat in the first half mm-hmm. and they and it's as you said and it's 10-3 at the half and you're like well this ain't happening no
1: now, you didn't and, bury uh, these fuckers right <laughs> right
0: and, and so i i think he did mismanage the sort of emotion on his team in the first half to not be um killers and look the yeah. McCaffrey fumbled on the 10 yep. and i know that you know, Kansas City fumbled as well, yep. and, and both running backs fumbled. There's a botched punt
1: or, along the way, and like yeah, there's, there's stuff like, happening. Like, but I,
0: I get it. But as that game was going along, I was not feeling like Kyle Shanahan in the second half, and then of course in overtime. But but even before that, I just wasn't feeling like they were in control and confident that they were still going to win. I felt like they were hanging on a little bit, trying not to make big mistakes. So that they could
1: win. It's like you just, to me you so just many can't do
0: that against Kansas City.
1: So many horror movies where like the person's running away from the the murderer right behind them, and you just can't quite get away. You're throwing down all the shit in front of them and trying to create obstacles and and they're just not going away. And this game to me felt a little like that. Not in the sense that maybe my analogy would be better if if San Francisco kept putting up points and Kansas City kept matching, that's not what happened. They just couldn't get away from them, though, right? They couldn't capitalize, they couldn't create up more opportunities, and at some point, it just became yeah, you haven't buried these guys, you're going into the second half, and it's not like look, like we talked about, San Francisco was still up, they could have gone out and won the game, but starting that second half I went, the champs are still here, right? Those guys who always find a way are still within striking distance of finding a way, and that's what happened. Uh,
0: and then that's what happens when
1: like even if you- it's 17-3 at halftime you go all right like let's uh, they're in good shape here at, at 10-3 i was like I, i'm not even mildly concerned about the chiefs like this is not a thing like
0: it's- no it's not a thing <laughs> yeah right it's not a thing at all yeah so anyway i i felt like it was a wasted opportunity but he's been there before and he's continually not got it done so why did I believe that suddenly that they were capable of getting it done? Right. Why did I, why did I believe that?
1: To be the man, you yeah. got to beat the man. And the man has not yet been beaten.
0: Nope. And I'm not sure that the 49ers or a lot of teams, right? Like, but especially the 49ers, I'm not sure that they are. they're going to be back there believing that they can win with the same people.
1: It's that's, pretty good. a pretty good roster. I don't know what their free agents look like. I don't know what no, their contract it's
0: a, it's is. A, it's a great roster. Yeah. I, I actually was the one that said San Francisco is gonna win because yeah, their yeah. roster yep. is better. Yep. Um and certainly Greenlaw going out on that freak
1: yeah. uh yeah. injury was yeah. so
0: but and, and McCaffrey, who never fumbles, fumbled like there are so there's some things that happened in this football game, but I just don't know. I think when it comes down to it in those big moments, you don't always win when you have experience and the ability not to be rattled. Yeah. But, but it helps. But if other people don't have that, you're beating them more times than not. And I don't know how you get that when you've been to the dance now a few times and you continually look like the same the same person, the same people, yeah. the same team, how you get over that. that. That would be an interesting challenge to me for the San Francisco 49ers.
1: Well, so you referenced a few minutes ago the idea that the Chiefs now are the Patriots and we can talk about Mahomes, Brady. I I had planned to ask you about that today. Let's save it till you get back here because we're already running long and I know I know what everybody wants us to get to. So we can talk a little more football when you're back in studio. That that conversation, we have time to get to that. The other thing, though, that everybody, of course, wants to hear you talk about and get your take on, and, and this is interesting, I, you know, Saturday, it's uh, it's the night before the Super Bowl, and it's Leafs and Sens, and uh, Ridley Gregg comes down, pounds a slap shot into the empty net. Morgan Riley goes all vigilante justice on him with the, the stick up high. As you and I sit here now... Uh, Morgan Riley has now had his in-person hearing in New York. I still don't see a release. I don't know if that'll come tonight. The Leafs are playing Tuesday night. Doesn't necessarily mean we'll hear tonight uh, what the the result's going to be. But when I get up Sunday morning, I already have a message from you in Portugal who has seen the video, seen the news, and says, I got takes, and they might not be what you think they're going to be. And in my head, I'm like, this guy is in Portugal. It is Super Bowl Sunday. He's, mm-hmm. he's fired up about uh, Morgan Riley, I mean, Ridley, Greg, and so that's why you and I are recording early this week. Let's get it while it's topical. Let's get after it, man. Uh, kick us off here, man. What did you think of the incident, I'm, and where are we at with uh, with all this?
0: I, I I am like I'm I'm really fired up about this, um, and the reason I'm really fired up about this is because uh, I'm just so. Uh, I think sometimes when people see an event like this, and everyone starts to to kind of go or run with the with the take that it's just so easy to have. Um, I, I, I guess I'll start with. I'll try and be calm about this, um,
1: <laughs> like no, you were with Kyle Shanahan.
0: No, I was not calm about Kyle Shanahan because the guy's a loser, and <laughs> and you know what he he's been in the big spots and he's still a loser. And until he proves me wrong that he's a loser, he's just a loser.
1: Right? Okay. okay? Yeah. Unlike um, the Leafs, perennial winners.
0: <laughs> I love when you like take <laughs> apart your own team.
1: And what am I going do? Yeah.
0: Okay, but here's what I'm going to do. Yeah. I'm going to tell you that what Morgan Riley did was right. Hallelujah. And, and here is what I'm going to and I'm going to tell you that what Sheldon Keith did was right. Cool, I like it. And it is the perfect. Like you couldn't have scripted a more perfect scenario. So the Leafs get beat by the Senators.
1: Yeah, they do that. And
0: yeah, and <laughs> they I don't know how they keep losing to that god awful team, but <laughs> but the whole point is that
1: I think that's what Morgan Riley was thinking while he was doing. No, but it.
0: but the whole the, the whole point here is that the Toronto Maple Leafs are. Currently, the first team in the wild card spot tied with the Detroit Red Wings. Yeah. Four, four points ahead of the Devils and the Islanders.
1: Games in with hand. A game in, yeah. Games
0: in a couple. Yeah, a game in hand or two. Yep. And I know Tampa's right there in the division. And mm-hmm. they're like kind of, you know, they're actually percentage points There's ahead of
1: There's a mushy middle there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But, okay, here's where they are. They're in the precarious spot where when I've told you through October and November and December and January – and now, into February, I really don't care what they're doing.
1: actually, what you've told but, me through all those months is that the leaves are really good, and I 'm wrong for being concerned, but
0: no, but I, th- I said you shouldn't be concerned
1: okay, can I be concerned now?
0: You but, can be concerned but <laughs> not in a bad not in a bad way it's one of those this good is, concerns this is this is literally going to be an and this is where I need you to stop, Matthew, and just listen to somebody who will tell you what again exactly what's going to happen. Okay? This is going to be tough. I'm going to tell you, that this <laughs> is what the, on on Saturday night, yeah. Toronto-Ottawa with with so many people watching, Morgan Riley did something that is going to Who cares that they lost to the Leafs and who cares the, It's on Pat McAfee's show. It's on in the U S it's on everywhere about this vigilante justice. And like the Toronto Maple Leafs needed something Mm -hmm. to say enough of this mushy middle. We were good, but we need to be better. And we need a, we need a rallying point. And the coach for, I'm telling you, Sheldon Keefe, Was doing as many silent cartwheels in his head when he saw Morgan Riley do that, because he needed something to grab onto to say, okay, now is the beginning of the next part of the season. We've we've kind of sloughed our way through the mush like all of these months, but now we gotta get going. Now we got to be different. Now we need to actually get to a different level. Now we need to compete
1: and, with our number one defenseman. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And how long are they going to compete with their number one defenseman?
1: Well, this how is long. the question.
0: How long? But who I I,
1: well, okay. So six I,
0: games, seven games.
1: Yeah. At the high. I, I sort of, so uh, I want to ask you this. I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on my opinion. Cause the audience got to hear it on Monday. Rob and I went in depth on this, but I sort of went into this thinking, two, three, four games is sort of what I thought. Then they gave him the in-person hearing and Friedman has reported since then he can only find one incident where someone got the in-person hearing and it ended up being four games or less. So now yeah. I sort of think we're probably in the area of five, six. Yeah. If you, and it's exactly it. Okay. Okay. So no, that's, that's you, where, you weigh in on that because that, the audience has heard from well, no, me. But that,
0: no, but that's the same thing. You're, yeah. you're having an in-person hearing. The NHL doesn't like to rescind they have um you know if it's a phone hearing we kind of know where it's going to be and if mm-hmm. it's an in-person hearing we kind of know where it's going to be and they like that certainty they mm-hmm. love they they love that and the fact that yeah one got well, there is no down certainty four.
1: they're all over the fucking map but the no 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 they, did, no that, you, uh, yeah, it,
0: but we know the in-person hearing
1: the in-person one, hearing part yes
0: Yes, that's what I'm talking okay. about. Okay. They, they they like that.
1: But on the cross-checks like themselves, it might be $5,000 uh, fine. It might be nine games. It might. <laughs> yeah,
0: but I'm talking about if you have an in-person hearing, okay. this is what to okay. expect. And it's going to be five or six games. Yeah. And the Toronto Maple Leafs are going to go, I don't know, three and three, four and two in those games because they're going to have this jolt of – okay, our number one defenseman did something to ignite us in a time that we actually, like, waiting, just waiting for somebody to show some goddamn emotion on that team and step up and do something that matters. Well, I'll tell you what that is. Unfortunately, he'll miss a few games. Big deal. Morgan Riley knows that, a couple of the other guys that should be doing it like the Austin Matthews and the John Tavares and the Willie Nylanders and the Mitch Marners and guys that actually should be doing something to change Austin the Matthews has
1: 42 goals right now William Nylander's oh, having a career year what do you for what,
0: sure and, and you, you think they're they the do? ones who
1: should be doing more
0: yes need to be not, not more but the more doesn't mean goals because we know that Austin Matthews scores regular season goals.
1: Austin Matthews, think, William Nylander, and Morgan Riley are having career years, and the rest of this team just isn't very good. But Mitch Marner's coming care. on. John Tavares is what care he is. what they're, they're
0: doing on the ice. They've you should probably before. care about that. No, I don't. You because should, they're good at No, but they're good enough to, to get themselves back in a spot where things need to be different in April. And how do you do that? two months before a national television, you lose to another rival that you should never be losing to. Mm-hmm. And Morgan Riley took it into his own hands to say, I'm going to change the narrative of this team. And Sheldon Keeve, it might've seen this might save everything about his job. Like he like is the happiest man. You in said the they should world. go
1: three and three here. If they go one and five, this is probably what gets them fired.
0: Oh, I don't think so. <laughs> no, not anymore. Not anymore. Um, This is going to be the catalyst. You
1: got Jouard Gallant coming in here any minute now. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um,
0: This is going to be the catalyst, I think. If it's not, then this team is just going to flame out like they always do, and then there's going to be massive changes. But
1: Yeah, we say that every year.
0: Yeah, but if this isn't the catalyst, I just think this was the perfect spot to do something. Can Morgan Riley
1: not do that by just following him up and punching him in the face? It has to be a cross-check to the... To, like, what difference does it
0: make if 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 he punches him in the face? And it's probably a
1: fine and maybe a game, maybe yeah, a he, game.
0: No, no. A what stick if he up hot. The, what a if th- he punches him? Hold on. What if he punches him in the face and Ridley Greg's knocked out? Good for Mo. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, that, that's enough Cause you, because because the, the other thing here is you is have to really,
1: you cannot possibly tell me that a punch versus a stick is a different situation than we're talking about right now. We're not talking a, about five six it's games it's a, if it's a punch. No, it's the,
0: if it's a punch and he gets knocked out, it's going to be more. So,
1: so you okay. subscribe also to the fact that the, t, the 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 stick up high since yep. Greg got up or Greg got up right away, no problem, yep. no suspension. Maybe fine. He's fine. Carry no, on. To,
0: no, because it's Morgan Riley on national television with the Toronto Maple Leafs, and they have to do something because it's ending up on Pat McAfee's show. Like, it's What do you think up- of
1: Sheldon Keefe, who pointed that out in, in one of his press conferences? He goes, you know, there's kind of a history here in Toronto when there's this much news, this much coverage around the Leafs, you know. There is a bit of a debate here, and I understand Sens fans don't want to hear about it. I'm not even sure it's a real thing. I want to get your take on it because you don't like either of these teams all that much. He says that that's a thing, that this has to be made an example of because it's the Leafs and everyone's watching. And, of course, Leaf fans want to clamor to that because now it's we're being victimized. What Morgan Riley did is legitimately shitty. That has to be punished. You cannot have people after a play... You know, blasting someone up high with the stick that can't right. be allowed, but there is sort of this thought that, like, most of the league thinks that the Leafs are favored, and so to counteract that, maybe we come down just a little, just a little harder on them, and that's why instead of it being three or four,
0: mean, fav- what, the- what do you mean favored though? Like, what,
1: Have you never seen tweet? that on Twitter that people say, "Oh, the league wants the Leafs to go far." Oh, the I, I
0: tried. I try not to read Twitter. That's a
1: great call, man. That's a great unless
0: call. Unless it, unless you're tweeting. Yeah, no, because I'm or always Mendes I'm always level headed. Or Scott McArthur's really, tweet. Yeah, exactly. Um, the three I read those tweets all the time. But other than that, yeah, no, I don't. I don't actually really care what. what but what people, the say idea about, that it's just not true. I, I sat here
1: true. with I, I sat here with Rob on Sunday afternoon for the, the the Monday morning show, and we talked about this idea that um, the Leafs are always in the spot, and we both thought two, three, four games. That's it's going to be somewhere in that range. Then we get off the air and find out that he's been offered the in person hearing, and if you right. go five or six, you get to say to non Leaf fans, look. We gave them the in-person hearing. We're not letting them off easy, right? We're not giving them the a, a pass. This is this has to be dealt with. But you're also saying to Leaf fans, it's just the high end of the the average, right? If you thought two, three, four, then five shouldn't be crazy to you, and you kind of milk the middle here. I I sort of think that's where this is going to come down: is trying to please everybody as opposed to looking at all of the all of the other. Incidents like this one and and treating it as equal. I, I just think this is a horribly inconsistent, uh, as everyone has complained about over the years. And I, I wonder, right, as a, you know, if a Sens fan saw, I don't know, Nick Robertson come down and pound a slap shot it. I don't okay, know what the equivalent uh, is. Okay,
0: stop, stop, okay. stop. I, like, oh. I, I, no, no, but you're not even wrong. But here's the thing. And I really hope that, that Toronto to Maple Leaf fan. Toronto Maple Leaf fan, which that includes you.
1: It does, yeah. And I and I For hope that reason. like,
0: and I hope in every sport, I hope like New York Yankee fan. Remember Dallas, when
1: Aaron Judge two I, two years ago? I I know you told me to stop. I can't. Aaron Judge crushes yeah, crushes the American League home run record. And what is everyone mm-hmm. talking about? The Yankees are getting the sweeter ball. Well, or is he just good? Right, like. But there's always so, these things for the biggest markets that are like they get favored. Correct. They get the easier. If you,
0: yeah, no. So if you are a fan of those teams, or more importantly, if you're a player or coach on those teams, life isn't fair. And you <laughs> and you get if you play for the Toronto Maple Leafs, it's different than playing for the Arizona Coyotes. I'm sorry, it just is. Mm-hmm. And if and look, my favorite player of all Fans time will in, watch you. and In any sport, my favorite player of all time was and still is Tony Romo. I like, yeah, okay. And Tony Romo always, always said, when you're the quarterback of the Dallas
1: Cowboys,
0: (laughs) you're the, you, there's so much that you have to take and you have to take it. And your rules are different than if you're the quarterback. And he didn't say this, but like if you're the quarterback of the Chicago Bears or, the Detroit Lions or most other teams in the NFL. Sure. If I as you said, like if this is a game between the New York Islanders and Arizona. Right. And somebody on the Coyotes does this.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You're like you watch it and you kind of go, "Ah, that wasn't right. Ah, you should probably get
1: Feels like three or four games.
0: Yeah, three or four games. Yeah. But when you play for the Toronto Maple Leafs and you're the captain and you do it on Saturday night and you do it against one of your biggest a rivalry rivals, game. Get, yep. Yeah. Guess what? It's going to be a game or two more. And tough you've got shit.
1: three days off for everyone no, to talk t- it up. and
0: Yeah, but, no, but tough shit. Yeah. Like you play for the Toronto Maple Leafs. So were you, you su- su- signed
1: there? Lever, like, on Sunday night when you saw over there, were you surprised you got an in-person hearing? When you first saw the incident, what did you think no. the number of games would be?
0: Eight. Eight. Wow. You know, it re- wow. No, because it reminded me of Dale Hunter. Oh, Dale, Dale yeah, Hunter yeah, did yeah, it in the playoff yeah, game. Yeah. But that was one of the worst, and, and he knocked Pierre Turgeon out. But
1: Ridley Gregg got up.
0: R- Ridley Gregg got up. If Ridley Gregg doesn't get up, Morgan Riley is getting a double-digit suspension. I promise. Yeah,
1: I, I, I honestly, okay. I honestly have a hard time disagreeing with that. If you because okay. what he did was ugly, I have no problem whatsoever with the fact that Morgan Riley is about to get suspended. I think the Dale Hunter comparison is a bit much, but I do agree that if Ridley Greg doesn't get up, yeah, this is this is a whole so what, different okay, story.
0: So, so explain to me why you think the Dale Hunter. Analogy is is different from this one. Dale Hunter after period, it's the ride up, up,
1: right? It's hitting him in the arm and coming up, and
0: but after after he scored a goal, yeah, it, 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 to, to win a game, yeah. Dale Hunter blindsided him.
1: You have any time for the the idea of history, right? Pre, pre Morgan Riley's reputation <laughs> versus Dale Hunter's reputation? No,
0: I no. You should. I, I, what
1: why? T- what type of player is this? Who's done? Any, you forced okay, me into Dale a situation Hunter, to defend what Morgan Riley's done. No, That's not Dale my Hunter point. Got
0: suspended. Hold on, Dale Hunter got suspended for how long? Twenty games. Yeah, it was the longest suspension in NHL history. At the you time, asked yeah. me what I thought, and I said eight. Yeah. So yeah. So you've already yeah, come guess, down. Yeah. So I guess I'm taking that into consideration sure. that Morgan Riley's sure. not. But it, but you're asking me the first thing that I thought of when I saw it. I thought of Dale Hunter. Okay. And I thought if Ridley Gregg did not get up, mm-hmm. that. Kid might not be playing for a very, very long time. So it's just what I thought. Yeah. But like Morgan Riley's is also the captain of the Toronto Maple Leafs. And he did something sort of in my, in my, yeah, in my history. <laughs> Eric Carlson was, was the captain of the <laughs> Ottawa Senators because he told people when to practice and when to play and when to do everything. But was he the real leader? I'm not sure he was. But, that's a whole different discussion of what the captains in any sport should sure. should ever be, but sure. the point is is that Morgan Riley blindsided Ridley Gregg after a goal, yep because he was either mad, yep at the way his team played uh, what Ridley Gregg did mm-hmm. or or both, yep, probably both, and
1: you're just generally it, pissed it, off and I'm gonna hit this fucking guy yeah. yeah.
0: Exactly. And you know what? He should probably get ten, but he won't. He'll he'll get five or six or seven, and then we'll debate. And I want to stop that debate and start talking about Morgan Riley decided. It might have been emotion, mm-hmm. but it also was. If I do this, what is going to be the long term effect of my team?
1: I just don't I, believe there was enough time that he was considering this will rally our guys. And whatever. he was just pissed and blasted him in the face. I yeah, It's maybe. not it's um, not okay, but it's I I don't believe no. it was this this will be the thing that saves our season. I I don't think that's any of that's running uh, through his head in that moment.
0: I think he's the captain of the Maple Leafs and there's a lot of pressure on he's that He's not guy the
1: captain him. of the Maple Leafs. John Tavares is the captain of the Maple Leafs.
0: I know you keep saying this. I do the guy that they follow in the locker room is who Morgan (laughs) Riley say it with me I'm not going to Morgan Riley so if he thinks that he needs to do something to change
1: I think you're giving him way too much credit this was a selfless thing I will be the guy who rallies the team around me and I will take the bullet no he was just pissed, okay. he was salty, and he's just like, fuck you, kid, and he blasted him in the face with a stick. It was a bullshit thing a- to do.
0: Yeah, I don't agree. I, th- I think he's played in a pressure-packed market for a very, very long time, and you want me to take into consideration that he's like never really done anything, but now I should think that he's just going to lose his mind for no reason because Ridley Gregg raised his stick? Like, you can't have it both ways.
1: I'm not like, having a pull you, of ways. I'm telling who, you, he thought that sucked and he, he was frustrated oh, from the, well, you, the mediocrity well, and he me, just blew Matt, it.
0: You're, you're asking me to take his previous reputation into I'm
1: telling account. you that Morgan Riley is not Dale Hunter. This is not a controversial statement.
0: No, but if I'm going to take what he has never done before in the NHL and then think that Ridley Gregg wrote...
1: like. Last like year, somebody blew up Nick Robertson. I can't remember. It was one of the Jets, and he immediately jumped him and started a fight and whatever. Like this is not
0: because he's the heart and soul. The goddamn I, I team because ag- they don't have any heart. And this and is they don't have a soul. And this is fine, man. This Riley is fine. Is their
1: soul? So in those moments when he feels his team has been wronged, he can kind of go off like that. He's not a fighter. He's not what. But in those moments, he will do something to. Pr- in this moment. He made a terrible decision, but we have seen him be prepared to do these things before. But a fight, again, even if he skates up to uh, Ridley Gregg as this is happening, and he's throwing off his gloves, even if Greg doesn't throw his down and Morgan punches him in the face, that's a cheap shot. But Leaf fans rally around it, and honestly, Leaf fans are rallying around the cross-check to the face, too, which is whatever. But... That's a totally different story. You just can't do it with your stick. And so I'm saying to you, Morgan Riley does not have a history in supplementary discipline. And I'm surprised. And here's the other thing I would say to you, Lee, before I hand this back for you to finish this off. I'm going to let you have the last word. I would say in this particular moment, watching this, that watching what happened, watching what he did is just... Ah, I, it was just a boil over moment and he did something really stupid. And if, if you had said to me they're going to give him eight games, which I believe is the number you suggested, and that was going to be the new standard for any up high cross check like that in a shitty moment like this, because it's not battling in front of the net. The game's been lost. The goal's been scored. This is just you being salty. If you said to me, They're giving Morgan Riley eight games and that will be the new standard. I'm all in because that shit has to go. It's got to be eliminated from the game. But I have no confidence that if they give him eight this time and by the time the good listener hears this, they already may know what the number is, but I don't trust this department to be consistent. When you look at these things across the board, different times it's happened in different situations. Sometimes it's nothing. Sometimes it's a fine. Sometimes it's, you know, we, we watched the 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 David Perron on on Zoob. We've watched different ones. Or, uh, you know, it just, there's no consistency whatsoever. And so if you give Mo eight and we see something similar in a month and that guy gets three, I get to be pissed. And that's my my issue here. Eight games for Morgan Riley, a guy with no history in a big market, in a, as you suggest, a big nationally televised game. If this is a moment you use to send a statement, cool. If this is just a one-off, like it almost always is, then yeah, I feel a little jobbed about that.
0: So I'll just tell you that I don't give a crap about the number of games that he gets. I'll tell you that Morgan Riley. Like, I literally don't care whether it's five, six, seven, or eight. It probably won't be double digits. It probably should be with what he did, but I don't care. I, Matt, I'm telling you, I don't care. What I do care about is I think Morgan Riley is one of the smartest and one of the most caring guys about what his career and what – the future of the Toronto Maple Leafs are. I think he gives a crap more than almost anybody else on that team.
1: So far, I'm with you.
0: I, I think this is not him just getting caught up in a moment. I think it's him recognizing a moment to change. Yeah, this is what the attitude. Yeah, I know, but we, we'll see. Did you see how, how happened, team...
1: or how fast it happened, man? There's no time to consider the whole season. It's just. I'm just pissed that you did it's it. Not, so take no, no,
0: but but it's not the season. I don't think. Maybe you're you're not understanding exactly what I'm saying. He's pissed off that things are going the way they're going for his team, not because they lost the game, or not because really Greg took a slap shot, but because he's been pissed off for a while. They've just had a break. He knows that they they need to go in a different direction, mm-hmm. and now he's really pissed off because. They just lost another game on national television. Ridley Gray took a slap shot. And I'm going to do something right now that's going to change the the way that this team kind of rallies around. Are they going to rally around Morgan Riley when he comes back from his from his six-game suspension? Of course they are.
1: Have they just is lost five team- out of six while he's been gone? Or-
0: yeah, and they'll still be in the playoff. Like, come on. What matters is April and how this team... Is going to present themselves differently than they have in previous years. I think Morgan Riley took a step in doing that, and I, I don't even care that it's the Sens or Ridley Gregg. or like it could have been. I mean, pick anyone on the Habs that's not Cole Caulfield, and I, I, it's the same story. Like I, I think that well this because it's is, still a
1: now a rivalry game on Saturday night, Toronto Montreal. Yeah,
0: it's it's him understanding the moment and knowing his team needs a jump start in the second half, whatever, after the All-Star break. And I am the one giving him more credit than you. For sure you are. But I am going to give him credit for thinking along the break that they've had and where the mushy middle that they are, that if Austin Matthews isn't going to do it, and Mitch Marner's not going to do it. Somebody's not going to do gonna what?
1: Go not going to cross-check someone in the face?
0: No, but not going to do something to show how much they care about losing and not being in that same spot. So they're coming anymore. off
1: in that moment. They're coming off a win over Dallas.
0: Yeah, and again, they're in the first wild card spot, tied with the goddamn Detroit Red Wings.
1: Yeah. Mediocre, not good. Mediocre, en- yeah,
0: not good enough. And I'm thinking he's been boiling for a long time and he took advantage of a spot where he's like okay we just lost here's something that happened bam i don't like that the kid did it but i don't like the spot we've been in i've been pissed off for 3 weeks this is just the tipping point this is just the end of me you showing, might you might gonna be right show, i'm going to show my team i'm pissed off
1: it just feels that... to me a whole lot more like just heat of the moment yeah fuck know, you kid and
0: but i think you've been for 3 weeks 4 weeks 5 weeks I think you are underestimating that he is he but he is the heart and soul of this team and he actually I cares believe that. Where they're going. I believe that. And and so if he cares where they're going and they're going down this same road and he knows something's gotta change. I think he found a spot. And what a spot he found. What a spot. They lost to the Lowly Senators on a nationally televised game, and now Ridley Gregg, how dare he raise his stick to score a goal as opposed to just Risting it in where everybody is focused here on the wrong thing. I think that you, had, you said I'd get the last word. So the last word on this for me is everybody is focusing on the wrong thing. This is not about the code. This is not about that a young kid took a slap shot and Morgan Riley's pissed about it. Folks, Morgan Riley is pissed about the way that his team is playing for a very, very long time. And he did something in the heat of a moment to try to change where this team is going in the next two or three months because they're still in the position. It's not like they're way out of it. No, they're no. in a playoff position. Yeah. They're gonna. They're going to make the playoffs, but they need something to elevate themselves. And he has been pissed off for a very long time. So this isn't about the code. This is all about where the Leafs are and who took it upon themselves to do something about it, to try to change it. And that's what I truly believe. You're asking me for my take yep. on the situation? Yep. And it's not about the code. It's not about Ridley Greg raising his stick. I, 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 I don't think he even cares. I think... He's pissed off about losing yeah, again. Ridley
1: Gregg was the, the scapegoat uh, for yeah, him to do what he was going to sure. do. For sure. want to give on the
0: wrong stuff. Well, So
1: I still want to give you the last word, but I want to move the subject just for a second before we wrap up. You're fine. The Morgan Riley reaction aside, whether anybody does anything, whether the cross check happens, whether it's against the Leafs, against anybody else, the code, all of this shit. Are you cool with Ridley Gregg and the slap shot into the empty net?
0: Uh, I could give one rat's ass. All right. Like, I, All right. why? Why would I care about what somebody does to put the puck in? The don't
1: game? don't pretend that this is a normal thing that happens every night when guys are scoring empty net goals. Okay, so now Greg okay, did get okay. buried earlier on. Okay. Like, there's a there's a hold case on, we made that on, he. Now, well, oh, I, I want to create some context uh, here for the yeah, good listeners.
0: Actually, you're actually making me angry about this, Kay. and I don't. I never thought I'd be angry about this. Never.
1: But he got buried okay. in front of the net a minute or two earlier on his previous shift. And so maybe he's coming down with a chip on his shoulder and yeah, fuck you. And like pounds it into the net, but this isn't a normal thing that we see every night when guys are putting and Mendez, as you pointed out, a a level-headed guy has written an article kind of talking about the code and how often it's, it's garbage, but it is unusual is all I'm saying. You don't see that every night.
0: So if you're going to explain to me that Morgan Riley was just pissed off and cross-checked the guy in the head, but we're worried about some guy who got, maybe Ridley Gregg's mad about getting hit earlier. Maybe he's mad about how he played in the last Mm -hmm. two games. And maybe he's mad that something in his personal life has gone wrong. Maybe
1: he's mad that there's 50% all night. These Leaf fans have been cheering in our building. Fuck you. Like there's some, there is. So so the kid
0: takes a slap shot into an empty net. The only time I'm ever going to say anything about anybody is if he misses the net.
1: <laughs> the Patrick okay. Stefan moment.
0: Yeah, like, well, no, but Stefan didn't... Well, he wasn't
1: trying to... He didn't to slap it, it, but he missed. That's all it is, yeah.
0: No, it, it the, literally, the puck went over a yep. bump on the ice yep. and went over his stick. And like, the Oilers come down people, and score, and It's fucking if, hilarious. If people, if people watch that, this was not Patrick Stefan showboating. And if Ridley Gregg did this and showboated and somehow missed the net, uh-huh. like, okay, we can have a conversation. But I, if Ridley Gregg came to me today and said, Lee, I was pissed off because I got in a fight with my girlfriend. I was pissed off because something happened in my personal life. I was pissed off that...
1: Morgan Riley cross-checked Aust- me 30 seconds ago and no one called yeah, shit. That,
0: that Austin Matthews gets away with... Yep. Every goddamn sure. thing he ever does sure. never gets called, but we get called on everything we ever do. I don't care if he took a slap shot or a wrist shot, or he literally right. bunted the puck into the net. If I, th- this is my whole philosophy on sports, if you're up thirteen nothing and you hit a home run to make it fourteen nothing, flip your bat. I I don't <laughs> yeah, I don't give a crap maybe you should throw a pitch that isn't going to make me hit the ball out of the goddamn park. It is my job to score goals. It's Mm -hmm. my job to hit home runs. It's my job to perform. If I do that, you don't get to judge my style points. This is not figure skating or synchronized swimming or diving. This is – you either score –
1: I think you're dodging the part of the question that said you that we don't see this every night. This is not a normal thing. There is a – Okay, well – and I'm okay, not a code guy. I'm honestly, I'm not. No,
0: but I'll, I'll I'll answer your question yeah. like this. If I see a hockey game
1: that I see
0: something I've never seen before in every game, god damn it, I'll be a happy hockey fan. <laughs> because every goddamn game, Matt, I watch, I'm like this is the same game. Right. And if I see something different in a game that I've never seen before or you even get to tell me that it's unusual, mm-hmm. In the, the beginning of February? Thank the Lord. Oh, my God. Something interesting <laughs> happened in the world of 82 games yeah. and a schedule. Thank God.
1: Uh, last thing. Why
0: would anybody criticize something unusual happening in a hockey game?
1: Last thing for you. Just I'll give you two minutes here. Do you want the New Jersey Devils to trade for Jakob Markstrom?
0: Oh, why would you do this to me? Why, like, I was having <laughs> such a good... Yeah,
1: no, I'm going to put it back like, in your lap to wrap things up here. You why got, would you, you have, do you this have to, to me? You have I to care about go, this.
0: I thought you were going to tell me, like, you told me about Cody Rhodes, and you told me about all the things that were going to happen at WrestleMania, and then they all happened. And, like, you told me about them before. You're such a soothsayer.
1: Yeah, no, that's not what I was ever going to say. I'm going to no. make you... Yeah, For all the talk about it, I don't care, and I'm happy to see that, I'm going to make you care about the closing question here.
0: Because I, I actually do care. Yeah, I know you I'm ner- do. I'm nervous about it. And uh, so the answer is yes. Yeah. Um. This is a good hockey team. Yeah. And they also need something like this to change the direction of their hockey team. Well, and it's and, early
1: enough, right? 30 games left. You drop marks from in behind them. They're closing that gap. Yeah. No problem.
0: Well, I wouldn't say no problem, but it, I think it gives the group a lot of confidence. Yeah in a young group that this it's just that I I know that they'll overpay and I know that when it doesn't work out it'll be like (laughs) oh my god why did we do this but that's how that's how fans actually suffer day to day because you (laughs) agonize over these things Mm -hmm. thinking oh it's the right move no no you gotta go do it do it and then they don't make the playoffs and then you've given up whatever you've given up and then you're watching those other players play well and your team didn't make it and it like they're right in that gray zone yep. right now, and but I do believe that they're a young enough group that you gotta give the the group a boost, and they've done that before, and it's actually worked out where the group has kind of gotten better, even though Timo Meyer wasn't like the greatest. Yeah, he struggled a little, player.
1: but the fact that you did it lit a fire under them, right? Like, Correct. Yeah.
0: They, like they they were a better team because he was there, not yes. because he was there, right. but because when they got him, it instilled the confidence in the rest of the group. And I think that they're still young enough that they need to do that again. How dare you ask me such a nice, <laughs> serious question at the end of this when I was on such a rule. Yeah. Now I'm nervous. <laughs> now I'm what now I'm like it just feels like the pit, the, the, the
1: fit is perfect. Right? Like it just and even yeah, I, I look at it and look, as you, it's not my team. But even if you have to overpay a little to get that guy. Into your lineup, like I know it might be the time because the East but if is
0: keep saying that you the, keep saying that you overpaid for Meyer and you overpaid yeah, for this and like I guess y- you're right, you're right. Like I, I, I don't because the East with is also so said.
1: wide open that if the Devils snuck in with Marks in goal, you'd be like, I don't want to face that team in the first round. I, yeah, like, exactly. The, it, the path could be there still for them. I. I just think well, it's and, and Friedman that's, reported that's Saturday. I'm it. sure you weren't watching 32 Thoughts while you were in Portugal, but he said it feels right now like it's cooled off and that those talks have broken off. But the, obviously, which
0: means it's like right at the cusp of happening,
1: right? Like, probably, like, yeah. But they, uh, like, they they could be reignited at any moment. And
0: yeah, I, I have 32 Thoughts in Portugal, but they aren't National Hockey League ones, not. other than I, I I can't believe how much I love Morgan Riley. Yeah, um, of course.
1: And, while you're sitting there sipping on your Trevor Zagers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, uh, quick point. I, I think since I've talked to you, I, I'm not sure, but I did go to. So Sagres is one of like the two beers that's the main beer in Portugal, right? And Sa- Sagres is also battle. Sagres is also a huge piece of world history, where uh, Sagres is at the very kind of um, southwestern point of Portugal, and back in um, like literally a thousand years ago literally where explorers thought and, and Magellan and they thought that this was the end of the world. Right. They, like they literally believed that Sagres was, there are still people out know? there
1: who believe that you might sail off the end of the world. If you're not careful.
0: I went to Sagres and I went to like the, literally the end of the that. world. <laughs> I, no, I I went to the end of the world yeah. and I thought, Oh my God! Like fifty-five hundred kilometers away, Matt Robinson's waiting for me when I get back. Like did,
1: did <laughs> arms wide a, open, man. Just...
0: Did, oh, i love Creed. You know what? Thank you for going to Creed on me at the end. Um, I just, as long as you're playing Creed right now as the extro to the show, <laughs> with arms wide open to welcome me back. Of course. Uh, and, and playing Scott Stapp or Sapp or whatever the hell his name is. Um, the fact is, <laughs> anyway,
1: two so very first, different. It,
0: it was um, very cool to be in that spot where you realize a thousand years ago that someone thought that this was the end of the world. Yeah. And I was lit- literally standing at that point in the fort in Cygris at the very tip of the cliff. One of the coolest things ever. And and to be able to do stuff like that on this trip is, uh, has made it completely worthwhile. I can't believe how much I yelled on this show. Um, Fired up, ma'am. No, I am fired up. I'm fired up about how I'm gonna be mad that the Leafs go on a big run because of this new catalyst that Morgan <laughs> Riley's put under them. Big I'm bully, be, Morgan Riley. I, I I'm I'm really like I yelled, but I'm so happy the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan lost. Yeah. Like it just warms my heart.
1: The cuckolds of and, your heart.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say the that. But region. Like, Feel like I would <laughs> feel like you were better to uh, yeah. to say that. And the fact that now I know that Cody Rhodes is going to be winning the main event at WrestleMania. And I feel just really good about that. So uh, the fact that the next time we talk, most likely apparently.
1: Yes. Barring unforeseen I mean, circumstance. We I can, can call
0: you tomorrow and, yeah, the, next sure. day and like, the next day after that. Yeah,
1: like, after we get the Morgan number. I,
0: I still I got, got a, a couple of side grasses and yeah. super box here that I can get into. Okay,
1: right. Well, we can do that. Um, yeah. We'll, we'll yeah, see. Anyway,
0: but we'll see. But but most likely, yeah. as you said, uh, it'll be uh, back in person, and I'm very much looking forward to that. And I promised you that I'll never come empty-handed, and I'll be <laughs> not coming empty-handed when I get back.
1: I got one or two things sitting here too with your name on it that we've uh, built yeah. up over the last little bit. You
0: know what? So. You're a good man, Matt Robinson, for letting me yell and. Then I, I can't I, like, it's like I had you on the ropes. I was Kyle Shanahan and then you came up and you're like, Oh, but the devil's in Markstrom and like,
1: and by the way, yeah,
0: God, little damn, forearm I, like,
1: shiver on the way out.
0: Like, Oh, just, just taught me in my tracks. Um, but good for you for knowing how to do that.
1: That's where we'll wrap this one up for Lever Sage at the end of the world. As we know it, this is the end of the show. As we know it, the end of his trip, as we know it, I feel fine. The next time we talk to Lieber Sage, will be in studio. For Lieber Sage, my name is Matt Robinson. We're getting out of here on that gold. We'll see ya. I'm feeling pretty psych. It's the end of the world
0: as we know it. It's the end of the world as we know it. It's the end of the world.